learning to say a few words when you have paragraphs inside of you. <laughs> That's a lesson for you. <laughs> maybe I'll learn that and maybe I'll learn that between now and March 30th. <laughs> That's your lesson. <laughs> Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals. And welcome back to another episode of The Gals Guide. We are a dating and lifestyle podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Emily. Happy Monday and welcome back for another episode. Your birthday week. So I want to set the record straight. I know that we keep talking about how I'm turning 30, um, <laughs> but I am really turning 27. <laughs> I'm taking back the years that covid took from me um, oh I like that mm-hmm. because I also just don't mentally feel 30 either I guess feel COVID, perpetually 25 maybe COVID like kept us young because although we were stressing about like what was happening we were all at home I think it's also because you know, for, by going to grad school and mingling with a lot of un, like younger people in the undergrad and then dating a lot of younger guys I have also perpetually just morphed back into my 25 year old self after dating like back to back 25 year old men mm-hmm. um so mm-hmm. <laughs> I, they keep me young what can i say <laughs> you're like listen the young men keep me young it's fine <laughs> and keep me insane <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> oh goodness but i mean the amount of people who have told me like i said like i look I don't even look a day over 22. I told somebody the other day, this girl I'm becoming friends with, um, that I was turning 30 this week. And she was like, oh, my God, I would have never guessed you were over 25. And I was like, please, keep keep the compliments coming. Um, so, so, yeah, that's what we're going to keep manifesting is um, the longer I can look like a child um, actor, like – the better. Oh, yes, like, yes, if I can yes. keep playing, like, high school roles, um, that'll be – uh, that'll be supreme. I mean, because we know, uh, what's her face? Uh, Maddie on Euphoria. Mm-hmm. The girl plays Maddie on Euphoria. She's like 30 and she's playing like an 18 year old. So mm-hmm. Ashley Tisdell did it on Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. So we can keep us going. We got yes. it. We got yes. it. But yeah, I am really curious. I know one person who stays looking young for a long time. Not that I'm going to follow in this person's footsteps or anything, but I'm curious. What is your opinion of Tom Cruise? Um, <laughs> that was a drastic shift. Do I have an opinion of Tom Cruise? I don't know. I I like Tom Cruise. Um, I think I, I like Tom Cruise, but yeah, I don't like him as a like. Let's be real. I don't like Tom Cruise as like a person, as like an entity. <laughs> I guess like it is like what Tom Cruise is in. I I, I like him as an like as an actor, like okay, as fair. a professional. Yes. Man, I think he is a great professional guy, and um, and I've heard this like from many people, uh, especially around like LA. And then you know Chris McQuarrie, I had a chance to meet him when I was in film school. And if you does, you don't know Chris McQuarrie is the director of the mission, like the latest Mission Impossible films. And um, yeah, he has said multiple nice things about Tom, and I feel like Tom has become like the the movie man, like. 
I know you don't go to the movies as much as I do, but for those of you that do, we all know Nicole Kidman is like the face of AMC. She's Miss Heartbreak Feels Good in a Place Like This. Like, we all know and love her. And ironically, she was married to Tom at one point. But Tom is like such like a huge movie fanatic. Like he is Mr. Cinephile, I think. And I realized the other day, if Tom Cruise wasn't 60 years old, because he is 60 years old, um, or a Scientologist, he probably would be my (laughs) ideal man. (laughs) I was gonna say, I like, that's why I was like, I don't know if I have an opinion. The Scientology thing really, 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 really just makes me ponder. Yeah, if he wasn't a Scientologist mm-hmm. or 60. Or 60, uh, yes, mind you, 60. Because he is older than my father. <laughs> yes. Yep, same. Um, mm-hmm. uh, he would be my ideal kind of guy. <laughs> now, hear me out. Hear me out. He loves movies. He he is a huge movie buff. Like, he is all about the movies. That man probably has AMC A-list on lock. Like, he's going three times a week, and he's probably paying to go extra if he can. And then on top of that, he has an adrenaline rush. Like, he likes doing his own stunts. He's, you know, got the confidence. He's got the the drive, to, the ambition, the motivation to get shit done. He's a natural-born leader. Mm-hmm. On, he's also not a good father. <laughs> like, he also kind of sucks. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. He also is kind of terrible. <laughs> but he also can sing. Did you know he could sing? No. No. Nope. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I don't really keep up with Tom Cruise. <laughs> no, like, I don't really either until recently I realized. Like, I didn't under, I didn't realize that either. And I just was looking at, phone, like, some, something came up on my TikTok. It was, like, videos of Tom Cruise, like, throughout the years and he used to be really really good looking like not that he's ugly now but Mm -hmm. like he was hot like hot hot andrew garfield hot i -hmm. think like when he was like younger and so i see why nicole kidman and uh katie holmes and all of them fell for him um and then he put them under a spell with uh scientology uh but that's neither here nor there (laughs) allegedly Put them under a spell. That's so funny. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I, he's, just think that, you know, he would be a great partner despite some of his major flaws, which, I mean, if I can overlook cocaine, maybe I could overlook Scientology. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, which, yes, I did go on a date with a guy who told me on his first date that um, he had done cocaine before, and I still went on a second date, so. Well, people change, you know. It's fine. Do they? Mm, who knows? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll let the gals figure that one out for us. <laughs> but I just wanted to bring that to your attention, that apparently I am a huge Tom Cruise fan and had no idea. Um, I like never it. thought I would be, um, but here we are. Uh, here we are. Tom Cruise it is. <laughs> <laughs> what has been your captivation though recently? So, um, thank you, TikTok, for this captivation. Uh, all of the Chick-fil-A girly squirrelies out there. So, I have a new order. Okay. It okay. is. I love Chick-fil-A. I love Chick-fil-A. And this was, like, I kind of, I got, I got it for lunch today and I kind of wanted to, to get it again for dinner. Oh, my God. Okay. It was Eight-count grilled chicken nuggets, mac and cheese as a side, and then the zesty buffalo sauce. Mix it all together. Oh. That's not what I thought you were going to say. My 
gosh. I thought was delicious. I thought you were going to do what I've seen everybody else on TikTok doing, which is taking like the regular nuggets, the mac and cheese, the fries, and mixing the chipotle sauce. Oh, like Matt James and Rachel? Yeah, I thought that's what you were going to do. No, but that also looks good. But this, (laughs) if you like a little kick and Chick-fil-A's grilled chicken and their mac and cheese, amazing. And some of the like... People who are talking about, like, eating more protein and stuff say that it's a pretty, like, protein-dense meal. Because apparently has mac and cheese has protein. Is that, like, from the cheese? I don't really understand that part. I feel but like it I'm still gonna, has a ton of saturated fat. I'm going to so. go with it, though, that it that it's got a lot of protein in it. If that's, the it Delu- so if that's what your Delulu girl brain wants to say, then... <laughs> it was so... Well, I mean, the alternative of the nacho fry thing is not any better. <laughs> No. Oh, absolutely not. No. I don't think anything at that restaurant is probably better. Like, maybe yeah. the crap. Unless you just get the grilled chicken nuggets. Literally, that's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> but no. Oh, my gosh. It was so good. It'll have to be like a treat, like a treat every now and then. Yeah. But I think that's going to be my new order. Wait, so it was very it. good. So... So I put, so I got a, when I got back to my here's office, the thing. I got a bowl and I put okay, the back that, and cheese. That's what I was going to say. That's the downside mm-hmm. of it is that you either have to bring your own dish. Contain- yeah. You either have to bring your own dish or, or I've seen people ask for like the salad bowl containers, like an empty one and then putting it all in and mixing it okay. up. Okay. Cause I was going to say bu- that the is buffalo the sauce, the buffalo sauce on top of it all. And I am not a sauce girl, but I do really like buffalo sauce. So that was that I'm, was a hit. My I was gonna say my main complaint was I can't eat that in the car. Oh no no no! That's like a Chick Fil A is not a car meal for me. Well, I could do a, I could do a sandwich and fries in the car, but I can eat Chick Fil A on the ground in a car in the sky <laughs> with the red fish with the blue fish. I was say, <laughs> it's giving such doctors. I can eat Chick Fil A here or there. I can eat Chick Fil A anywhere. Honestly. I like green eggs and ham. Yes, I do. Say my <laughs> I can eat Chick Fil A on a boat with a goat. <laughs> and the moat. And the moat. I don't remember the rest. That's all I remember. But but oh yeah, my god, funny. Um, <laughs> That's so funny. That's exactly, we are on the same wavelength because that's exactly where my mind went. <laughs> um, so my captivation, thank you so much for asking the birthday girl. Oh, yeah, that was my captivation. Yeah. <laughs> um, sorry. Happy birthday. What's your captivation? <laughs> God damn. <laughs> so my captivation is a birthday gift that I got. I am officially a Dyson Airwrap girly. I did not buy it myself. (laughs) Shout out to my grandmother. (laughs) Go Nana. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so I will not be taking hair requests from peasants. Um, Am I a peasant with my hot tools? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I'm dying. Um. So yeah, um, I'm just I plan on me having the best hair now and uh, this little uh, dynamic that we have going on now. You no longer are gonna have that crown. It's now gonna be mine. <laughs> okay, take it away, girly. You know, being the hair queen is really hard work when I don't want to do anything to my hair. <laughs> and I honestly like I really like it. I feel like it does my hair very quickly. I do have to use like a little bit of product, but. That is honestly something that I feel like I needed 
anyways, like regardless of whatever tools I was using, my hairstyles sometimes wouldn't last that long if I didn't have other products in it. Um, but I really love how it does my bangs, which I know it's like a really expensive tool for like your bangs, but like it does my bangs really well. Like it does them perfectly. It does take like a little bit of finagling to get used to. Like I don't recommend trying it out at 10 o'clock at night for the first time. On, like, Is that like what I did? did? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just picturing you like, oh my God. <laughs> I was like, just dry my hair. Just dry my hair. I want to go to bed. <laughs> like, I overestimated my skills very much so. Like, I was like, I've watched enough TikToks. I know what I'm doing. I did not know I what was I was gonna doing. Say, every time I watch them, I'm like, I still don't understand how this is happening. <laughs> well, for one, I was like, why is it not drying my hair quickly? Like, I don't understand. Like, my hairdresser has this and it does my hair quickly. I didn't have it all the way up like it was on low <laughs> you're like just oh the button i was like it's so quiet oh my god, oh my god. And, I was like, and then you turn it on you're like oh here it is and the whole cool shot thing that is a real thing like that does actually work Wait, and what is like the cool shot thing so people so one way to get your hair to hold a curl better and to hold a style better is, you know, you're able to manipulate your hair when you have heat on it. So like curling your hair with the heat and then hitting the cool button for like a good 15 seconds and then releasing the curl will help prolong the uh, shape of the curl oh. and the hair for much longer. Um, because once it's cool, when your hair is still warm and you let it go, you're, if you touch it or even just let it sit there for any time, like it could easily like fall looser and you're losing that integrity. When you immediately cool it while it's still around the barrel, you immediately mm. cool it. It's going to withhold that shape. And then after you're done brushing it all out with your fingers. Um, mm-hmm. So it'll still be able to last longer because that's another thing too. The air wrap's not really meant to give like the curls that you always do with your mm-hmm. curling iron. You're not going to get those same kind of curls with, um, an it's more of that, like, because, blowout look. Yes, which mm-hmm. is the look that I prefer. I don't like curly curls on yeah. my hair. I like a blowout look. So yeah. that was why I wanted it. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm just officially um, an influencer, I guess. <laughs> look, I worked at Sephora for way too many years and saw every bitch coming in there during the VIB sale buying one and I was like when am I gonna get one I really want one and I honestly should have got it when I still worked there and had a 30% off discount um but (laughs) I'll take a free one honestly like we love it and I like the color too it's really pretty yes I got the blue one so it's a beautiful color so yeah well, we are diving into all the things my birthday today, which I feel like we've done all month, but that's okay. It's Leo season. Um, we're allowed to do that. <laughs> I know. I think we were like, happy birthday to me, and that was that. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. It's okay. We'll go big for my 30th next year. Yeah, you just turned 29. 29? Yeah. Like, 29. that's it. <laughs> yeah. It's not the oh. big three zero. <laughs> we'll really toot it out for all of Aries season. But today we're going to be talking about um, 30 lessons that I learned and turning 30. But before we get into all of that, you can listen to all the other birthday episodes in our catalog on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you subscribe. You can leave a lovely review for us. You can also follow us and wish me a happy birthday on the Gals Guide Pod Instagram at the Gals Guide Pod or on my personal Instagram at Emily Elise. I guess you can go over to Hannah Adams Miller and say <laughs> yeah, hi. Yeah, don't worry about me. Don't worry about me. <laughs> 
all the love to you this week. You, okay? I mean, you're, before you come, before you come to Vegas for my birthday, you are going to Nashville to record your album. So you yeah. will be posting stuff on your story about that. That's very true. I will be in Nashville on your birthday. So, but you will then be in Vegas celebrating me. So yes. Um, <laughs> Again, July is you, your month. We should just call it Emily. <laughs> I like that idea. <laughs> but before we get into all of that, we're going to get into a spon- couple of sponsorships. Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O. Okay, so I legit came up with 30 lessons that I've learned in turning 30. I'm really proud of you because when we came up with this idea, like that was a big thing to take, like a big undertaking. So and I was like, don't feel like you have to do 30. And you were like, <laughs> I'm at 21. <laughs> I was like, and I was Whoa. like, I can't stop now. Like I no, have to go to 30. Not. Absolutely not. And I'm not trying to be cliche with a lot of these either. Like, I really wanted to think of things that probably a lot of the people haven't and just something more unique to me and my personality. And at first I was like, okay, like, what did I learn at 20, like in 21? I'm like, that's only 10 years, bitch, 30. <laughs> Which honestly, I, in that realization, I realized I don't remember a lot of my childhood and I don't know what that says, but... Um, <laughs> I don't either, but anyways. (laughs) I feel like I tried to encapsulate, like, a lot of things. And this is really going to just be, like, a huge survival tip episode because a lot of these I feel like we've also made survival tips um, in many other episodes of this podcast. So I hope that um, we're able to help you out with some of these. And maybe this is a lesson that you're currently learning. But I really don't have a particular order with these. So I'm just going to kind of jump straight into it and I can't wait to Hannah has not heard any of these and I'm really excited to see her reaction Mm -hmm. um but okay so the first one I have is it's okay to be cheap but don't be cheap on things that affect your daily life like your looks your home your staples so when I say that like I think of like people like I used to dye my hair at home like Mm -hmm. from a box and it damaged my hair so much And then I think about how I would, you know, just buy fast fashion, like from Forever 21 and be only able to wear that like shirt once and then throw it away. Or I really tried to save on finding like good furniture, like for my apartment. And it was stuff that like I don't like. And now I want to get rid of it and get something new. And it's just creating a lot of waste. And so I realized that. The things that are going to affect your daily life, like your looks, your looks Mm -hmm. do affect your daily life. It's your face. It's going to make a difference in how people approach you in your life. Um, Things in your home. So like cookware, your couch, your bed, things that you're interacting with every day. And staples, meaning like I wear jeans almost every day. I love jeans. So I'm going to invest in good denim. Um, I like makeup. I wear makeup every day. I'm going to buy nice foundation that's not going to break out my skin. Yeah. Things like that. So 
I, I think it's okay to save money where you have to, but I think it's more important to spend money on things that you're going to encounter in your daily life. So you're not accruing waste and you're able to just have quality items that are going to last you like a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Number two, if you wouldn't want a son like him, don't date him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I realized this at some point. I don't know when, but it was realizing that I was dating somebody who, if he had a mini me, I would cry. <laughs> like, it just wouldn't be ideal. And I started then dating guys that I was like, oh, no, like, I would love to see them, like, as a father. Like, I would love to have, like, their children. I would love for them to raise children with me. And when I started thinking that retrospect, and I'm not saying, you know, this is something you have to think very early on, like, first date or anything like that. But it's something to consider, I think, when you are really getting into a serious relationship with somebody. If you wouldn't want your son to act like him, if the stuff that he's, how he's treating you, if you were be disappointed in your son treating another girl that way, let alone treating his mother that way, then mm-hmm. you shouldn't be with that man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. That's a big one, I feel like. I feel like that's something that people don't think about. And also, too, like, if you do be with this person and then you decide that you're going to have children, then you literally create them again. Yeah. Again. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, three, no is a full sentence. (laughs) And I cannot take that. I cannot take credit for the wording of that because Elizabeth Olsen has said it in an interview Mm -hmm. before, but no is a full sentence and it is okay to say just no. You don't have to give reason every single time. You can literally just say no, it's that simple. And it is something that I'm still actively trying to learn and not feel guilty for when I do say it. Because you shouldn't, because you don't need to go into a lengthy explanation as to why you can't do this or why you're saying no or why blah, 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 blah. At the end of the day, just say no. You can give reason where you need to, but at the end, don't ever feel like you have to feel pressured to. That's so funny. That no is just acceptable. I literally said no to something today and gave a reason. I don't know if I've ever said no to something just like point blank. I think I always feel the need to give some sort of reason. Yeah, I literally, I literally was like, no, I can't because I have so much to do before I, I go out of town tomorrow. And I was like, why do I need to tell them that? Why can't I just say, no, I can't. Or no, no thanks. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I started doing this recently, not with like everybody in the world, but like with certain close friends, I just started doing that and they were like, Okay, like they were thrown off at first, but then it was never, it wasn't thrown off as in like that was so rude. It was thrown off and then like they expect, they were like, oh, I thought you were going to keep talking because you usually do. Like, and so they, like they had no problem with me saying no. Right. So that is the thing that you just had to realize is that everybody else in your life will probably just accept that. And if they would like to know why, they will ask. But you don't have to give a reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Four, if you find yourself constantly dating emotionally unavailable men, it might be because you're also emotionally unavailable. Um, 
I've said this multiple times on this podcast because that was a hard truth that I had to learn that I didn't realize. I thought I was emotionally available. And then Hannah told me I wasn't. I asked her. <laughs> I straight up asked you one time, I I'm emotionally I- available, right? And you were like, um. I was like, what? I know. And when I, when I answer a thing with like, um, or like, well, <laughs> it's typically no. <laughs> like, the fuck? And she's like, not really, not um, really, um, in the nicest way possible, no. <laughs> and even though you think that you mentally are, like, there are just so, like, not just vulnerability, but I just think being able to set boundaries, being able to have, like, a higher self-esteem and stand up for yourself when you don't feel like you're being treated right, it all boils down to that. And I kept wondering, like, why do I keep dating, like, all these emotionally unavailable men? And my therapist would just be like, everybody else has a chance to date these people, too. They just have a higher form of self-respect not to. And they're emotionally available enough to know that this is not what they want and that they, um, they deserve more. And so that was what it boiled down to was me being really reflective and thinking, huh. I'm not as emotionally available as I thought I was. I am definitely more closed off. And that is why I kept attracting that. It's because a like is just going to keep attracting like. Mm-hmm. Um, number five. Again, this is going all over the place because the next one is invest a proper skincare routine. <laughs> like, honestly. Yeah, especially after that aged filter on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just going to continue. I keep trying it in different lighting. It looks the same. <laughs> but, like, I used to use that Neutrogena, like, the rapid release thing or whatever it was with, with the, the beads, microbeads. With the beads. I know. I know. <laughs> I, thought I, was, I thought I was doing good things. I was like, oh, it's scratchy. It feels scratchy. <laughs> I have so many micro tears probably on my skin now from that. It scarred me. Clean and clean scarred me for life. Can I tell you something that I'm really disappointed in? What? I don't remember the last time I cleaned my makeup brushes, so I'm going to be doing that today <laughs> i honestly haven't either um so that should be like but number also, tip 31 that should be exactly <laughs> that should be a big tip brushes. for uh, clean your brushes if you if you are like us and you have been like oh i should clean my brushes clean this your is brushes. your sign listen to this, this is episode your sign. throw your makeup sponge away buy a new one clean your brushes and if they're if they haven't been cleaned in years throw them away and buy new makeup brushes okay just start fresh <laughs> Hear me out. Take your makeup brushes. Go to the kitchen sink right now. Get some some Dawn dish soap or some shampoo. Put your AirPods in. Listen to this episode and carry on. Okay. <laughs> but invest in a proper skincare routine because I mean I just think it it saves so much time and trouble. I granted never had really terrible cystic acne ever in my life, but my mom set me up like with skincare as a teenager. And so I knew kind of going into it, like what to expect. And then I fell in love with the chemistry of it. And then I started working at Sephora. So like it was a never ending cycle, but it is something that like you will pay off for in the long run. The the more you take care of your younger self, your older self will thank you. Mm. And to me, I just think as long, you don't need to have like a 10 step routine, but as long as you're like cleansing washing your face every night hydrating it minimum i would put like a toner in between those two things um but like at least those three things and if you have ever owned a flip phone you should have an eye cream um so that should tell you (laughs) 
like the age of people who should start getting eye creams and using owned, retinol. If you owned a flip phone, get an eye cream. If you <laughs> never were had an AIM account, you don't need retinol yet. Okay, you're good. You can you can hold off on the retinol. Um, because I see teenagers buying retinol all the time. They'll be getting their ordinary shit, and it's going to ruin your skin, okay? Just because James Charles or whoever the fuck on TikTok says you need it, you don't, okay? Hold off. So the next generation, I'll tell you when to get it. But if you had AOL, Hotmail, uh, Ymail, AIM, get retinol, get an eye cream, get some fucking... Uh, Eye masks because you need it. All right. We need that extra hydration. <laughs> yes. Um, another thing would be um, lesson six was it's get a probiotic. I feel like my health changed the day I found out about pre and postbiotics. I feel like it really does help um, my gut and just learning more about your gut health. And again, it goes back to just making sure you're taking care of your younger self. So your older self will thank you. So you that you have that healthy body. Um, and within that lesson seven is find a workout routine that excites you. Um, because I think moving your body every single day is drastically important. It doesn't matter how you're doing it. If you like going on a hot girl walk, that is totally fine. But I also think I found a workout routine that really worked for me, which was bar. And I thoroughly enjoy it. I don't like going on walks every single day. It's hot where I live. It's literally a hot girl walk. Um, and like right now you couldn't pay me to go walk outside the nine degree heat on top of going to strikes. So I'm doing the best of both worlds. I'm Hannah Montana up in this bitch. So I just (laughs) think like doing bar is something that I enjoy. It excites me and it made me want to get into more of a workout routine. Mm hmm. Yeah, I 100% agree. I, I've i almost hit 50 bar classes, and I love it. It's so... I know, I'm so close, um, which is exciting. But also, like, every time I go in there, I, like... It's, like, a personal challenge with me to do better. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, when they tell me, like, perfect form, Hannah, I'm like, yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'm working on this. <laughs> so I love it. I think it's fun. Um, and, like... They play really fun music. So, like, we had a Taylor Swift bar class the other day, and I was like, this is everything. Yeah. This is everything. I today I went into class, and I started, like, drifting off and thinking about something else, and then I missed, like, the whole setup. And I was like, oh, my God, what am I doing? Pay attention. So, like, it made you pay attention. At least my instructors are always talking to us, like, mm-hmm. throughout yes. the entire thing. Yes. Um, so... That is the one, like, I think you've said it before on the podcast, that is the 50 minutes of my day where I am 100% present. Like, you have to be present, like you said, or you literally miss it, and you're like, what are we doing? Yeah. Um, So, I love it. I think it's fun. Uh, Nine would be, have a couple recipes that you can easily cook, whether you're tired, entertaining, or need comfort. Um, I have recipes for food that, like, if I don't want to have to think about anything, I can just throw it, like, on the stove cook and it's not something that's like microwavable like I really don't like I I hate my microwave like I really do like I don't have a good microwave I need to get a new one um but I (laughs) it just it it actually literally sucks like it it sucks but it literally sucks it hates the middle middle out and I don't know how to find a microwave that doesn't do that um so I try never to microwave food ever I would We'll throw it in the oven or on the stove. So I have recipes for, like, when I'm tired, if I don't want to think they're effortless. Things that I would cook for, like, um, like a potential date, my friends. 
entertaining. Like something I'm like, these are recipes I know I can impress people with. They're some of my best ones. And then food that like I can cook that when I just need comfort. Like if I'm on my period or like I'm sick and like I just want something that's going to like feel like a nice little hug. It's food I can do that with. And I'm not saying you need to go out there and be like the chef de cuisine or anything like that. Like you're on the fucking bear or whatever. But like, I do think that everybody by your time you're 30, you should know how to cook. You should know recipes. If you don't buy a cookbook, learn because I know so many people who don't know how to cook a proper meal. Like they don't know how to put ingredients together. They don't know how to do any of that. And that was something that like my mom was a cook. So like at home, so like she knew how to put recipes together. She knew what ingredients go with what. And I also took a home ec class in high school. So, like, mm-hmm. I, I did have that advantage. But I I think it's just vital because, I mean, how else are you going to live? Point Very blank. Very true. Very true. And, and this is mainly going out to men because I know a lot of men who can't cook and, like, get your shit together. If, yeah. it, you, if a man can't cook, it's unattractive to me. Mm. Oh, yeah, 100%. And also, I spent a lot of time in the kitchen with my mom after school, like, while she cooked us yeah. dinner. So, like, I, like, just learned by, like, watching but also my husband is very good at cooking. Yeah. So everything we eat, like we cook together, which I, I really like because it's like a, it doesn't feel like, oh, okay, I get home from work and I have to do all of the cooking. Like yeah. when we cook, it's like we, we like do, like we each have our part and we do it. Yeah. Um, and I really like that about, about us, but also like it makes it more fun. Yeah. But also, like when I'm home alone, like I have things that I can cook or, I, yeah. or I'll cook a meal for both of us or whatever. Absolutely. Yeah. And it saves you money. Lesson 10. Regain a connection with your inner child. I notice that there's things that I do now that I am deeply pleasuring, like, my inner child. I think acting is one of those things for sure. I mean, I was a kid actress who always dreamed of doing that. So whenever I have the opportunity, it's me reconnecting with my inner child. I also have talked about this before where... When I got into crystals, I, like, really wondered, like, why I had such an, um, like, affinity to them. And it was because I collected rocks as a kid. And I was collecting stones and, like, you know, minerals, what we called them, not crystals. And, like, mm-hmm. I – and jewels, like, and all those kind of things. I would go sifting into the mines. And I really loved doing that. Like, I had a rock collection as a kid. Like, I thought it was so cool. So those were things that tied back to that. And then I think just having fun doing things that, like, playing putt-putt going bowling little activities like that that Mm -hmm. you have that connection with your inner child like i'm going to see barbie and that is purely me reconnecting with my inner child i remember i used to babysit kids all the time and i really loved it when i got a chance to babysit girls because i would get to play like with like their toys and it was always so fun at the same time because i like really loved playing with dolls and barbies like as a kid so I think it's really important, like, as you're getting older, to still maintain that connection with your inner child. And just also it leads into, like, lesson 11 because I think you also need to, like, work on things that involve healing your inner child as well because I think there's a lot of trauma that you learn in your childhood that um, develops into your relationships as you become an adult. And those are things that you need to make sure that you're, like, keeping check and working on. So lesson 11 is, um, it's one thing to recognize your toxic behaviors. It's another thing to not do anything to fix them. That's when they become toxic. And I've known, I've dated people who were like, oh yeah, like I know like this is like fucked up about me. And then they do nothing to fix it. And I'm like, okay, well, it's one thing that you know that what you're doing is toxic, but then you 
don't make any advancements into like reading self-help books, going to therapy or anything like that. And it was really triggering, especially when I was dating this person and, um, they would always just use it as like an excuse. And Mm. I felt like it was always like a wall whenever we would get into like an argument or something like, or a disagreement that, you know, it's always, well, like, you know, I had this childhood trauma, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, yeah, you know it, but you need to go work on healing it. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to recognize it, but you have to heal it. You have to do the work or else you're only creating a more toxic environment. Yeah. Yeah, that's very, very true. So lesson 12 was one that I learned <laughs> recently. The right page of 29. Um Even if you think losing this person will destroy you, you'll have friends who will help put the pieces of you back together again. You Mm. are not Humpty Dumpty. If you fall off a wall and no one's there to catch you as you fall, all the king's horses, all the king's men, they will still put you back together again. Yes, I purposely wanted to include that nursery rhyme connection. Um, But I used to think that if certain people were in my life, best friends, boys... Uh, mentors, like it would destroy me. Like I would not be able to come back from it. Mm-hmm. And then um, I realized I had friends who were able to show me that their love was still as strong and there for me and really rely on them. And like when people offer help, taking them on it and leaning on my friends whenever I um, felt like I was at my rock bottom was always. Um, a really just a a supportive reminder for me in those times. I think that now whenever I go through those heartbreaks that I'm like, well, I really thought that that thing was going to destroy me. Mm -hmm. And if it didn't destroy me, I don't think that this can destroy me. Yeah. And even though it may feel like you're at the bottom and you can't see the light, when you ask your friends for help, they will be there to help guide you to it, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty powerful. 13, you don't need validation from men to realize that you are lovable. Um, this was one that took me a long time to learn as well, too. Um, and it wasn't something that I thought like was really like a problem when I was younger. I mean, it wasn't something that I was always looking for. It was something that I encountered, you know, as society and in my dating history, if you listen to this podcast. And I kept thinking that if, you know, I got a guy interested in me or I got a guy to like me, that that was a mon- that was like a monetary value in some way. And it equated to whatever love was or what I thought it was. But it kind of goes back to that my friends have shown me more about like what true love is and seeing my parents' relationships and seeing that and knowing the love that I give out to other people, I'm worth that love and reception. So I think that I stopped putting a lot of value into, I mean, not only just looks, but like also like male attention um, and that equating to whatever love I thought was at the time. Mm. And you've been there for a lot of that. Yeah, I know. I'm awesome. (laughs) Okay, now. (laughs) That's so funny. Um. Number 14, not all friends are meant to stay in your life. Okay, well, um, (laughs) I am the only exception. (laughs) Um, 
it doesn't matter if you've been friends with somebody for years, like literally since you were a child or like a baby. It, I mean, we both have had friendships come and go in that sense of where we met friends like later on in life and we thought that they would be there forever and then they weren't. We had friends that they we met as kids and then as we got into like our adult years, things changed. You grow apart, you either have a big fight and it's something where like, you know, I think both deep down that this is not, this mm-hmm. is not working out and you don't want to admit it mm-hmm. and sometimes it either happens like in a big blow up or you just naturally drift apart and I don't know which sucks more yeah and and like looking back and realizing that like people were in your life for that like specific phase and really that phase only is kind of like a mm-hmm. weird concept like I think of a lot of people from college like who were there who were like really solid friends and were there during that whole phase and then like now we don't even like communicate, which mm-hmm. is just so, so weird to think yeah. about. But in those moments, like they were pivotal, they were pivotal. So, um, so yeah, it's very, it's very odd to reflect on, but also is, you know, reassuring that like people are going to come and go, but like, you're going to have your like couple people who are going to be there for you. Yeah. Um, I think about like some, like speaking of college, like I, there's a girl that I was friends with who is now getting married and, like, I'm, like, wow, I thought it, like, when I was, like, 20 years old, I would be going to that wedding. Mm-hmm. And it's so weird to think that, like, I don't talk to her anymore. And it's... And, it, it's and not, some of them, it's some of them like, just kind of dissolved. Like, it, like yeah. I think we've talked about it in one of our, like, you know, friend episodes um, in the past. But, like, some friendships just dissolve. And, like, if they were to hit you up, like, you would have a little, little small chit-chat and then you would move on. But it's yeah. just not, like... We're not in each other's lives. We're not checking up on each other. We're just kind of like, I kind of like to call them like, I'm ke- I'm keeping up with you via social media, honestly. Like most mm-hmm. of the people from college, like we're not like, we don't talk, but like I know that they just had a, you know, a kid or they just got married or they moved mm-hmm. houses and like, I know what's going on, but I also don't at the same time. So it's very interesting for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's nice to just um, watch their live through pictures, um, as Taylor Swift would say. I know. Like, so that song always got me sad. And then when I thought about the fact that I literally watch my sister and brother's lives through pictures, it made oh me cry God. even more. And I was like, and, the, and when everyone was like, you'll never live under the same roof as your siblings again. I was like, oh, my God, uh, Taylor. <laughs> like, why would you do this to me? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I don't know what that's like. Um, but it's weird. It's like watching your parents' lives through pictures. Oh, trust me. Like there was a lot of myself that felt guilty when I moved to California because of that. I wasn't going to be able to like yeah be there for the, like the last half of their life, which is all right. Well, yeah. your parents are young and healthy and thriving. So, <laughs> but I mean, the thing about they're fifty-five. It's I literally know. the last half of their life that yes. they're in. Um, and I'm not there and it's sad. And my, I FaceTimed my mom the other day and she was like, I haven't seen your face in so long. I'm like, you can scroll to my Instagram and zoom in. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I talk to you every day. Like, I know, I know. That's another lesson I didn't add in there, but I realized, um, your mom is your best friend. Talk to her every day. (laughs) I Honestly, didn't, that's not a lesson, but I'm adding that in there now. I literally talk to my mom every day and like, I'll go like a, a week or so without seeing her. And she's like, I haven't seen you in so long. And I'm like, we just saw each other. La- we just went to sushi last week. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, 
And she lives like 15 minutes down the road. So yeah. it's, you it's hard. You are so close to yours. I know, but but it but even even then, like it's hard to like just you know, just mm-hmm. do life and then also like go see your mom every day. <laughs> but yeah, mm-hmm. nope, your mom is your best friend. And you should talk to her every day for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 15, halfway through. Learning to say a few words when you have paragraphs inside of you. <laughs> That's a lesson for you. <laughs> maybe I'll learn that, and maybe I'll learn that between now and March thirtieth. <laughs> that's your lesson. <laughs> that's my takeaway. I'm gonna. That's my takeaway. I'm gonna write that down on my post its. <laughs> that's your survival tip for this week. <laughs> that's my survival tip. Okay. Knowing Words. when, knowing when to let your paragraphs out, and knowing when to just keep it to yourself. Wait, can I can I, pro- to learn. can I provide an example of when I did this? Sure. <laughs> okay. I was walking my dogs. We all know I hate walking my dogs to go to the bathroom. Uh-huh. And this girl walked too closely to my dogs and my bigger dog, Trooper, he barks and will like jump up. So he like barked and jumped up. Not in up. aggression and excitement. Not in aggression and excitement. He's so, he's such a sweet, sweet soul. He's but still he, like a, he's still a baby. He, but he's got, you know, he's got a bark and like when a dog jumped, jumps towards you, it makes you nervous. So he barks and jumps up towards her, doesn't touch her. She just stands there and goes, oh, my God. What in the world? What in the world? Oh, my God. And like being such a Karen. And I was just like, I was like, I'm so sorry. And she just kept going on. And I was like, I'm sorry. And she just looked at me like with total disgust. And I just like just like kept walking. And I was like, whatever. I had so much I wanted to say, but mm-hmm. I said whatever and walked on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just like, listen, your your bad mood is not coming into me. Yeah. On the inside, I wanted to punch her in the face. On the outside, I apologized because he jumped and I tried I like I said, I pulled him back. He didn't touch her. And I moved on. So yeah. I I think I may have learned the lesson at least one time. At least one time. At least one time. Um, we'll continue. We'll continue to move forward with that one. <laughs> and the reason I brought it up is because I was thinking of how recently there's been so many people who I don't understand. And honestly, in my opinion, if you were one of these people, it is not my job to explain it to you. Nor do I think you should continue listening to this podcast. Um, but there are some people who are coming to these studios' uh, defense and saying that. Oh, all these actors are millionaires, and they don't deserve. To, they don't deserve residuals. I don't get residuals for my job. If I build a toilet, why should they get residuals? Like for shows, blah 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 blah. And I'm like, it is not my job to educate you on residuals. If some another actor, another writer wants to educate you on that, by all means, let them do it. It is not my job. Also, um, stop being so fucking close-minded. Also, um, I could go off and say all these things because I did let see those comments and let it rate me. And there are people on TikTok and Twitter who would then go on to make videos or make a thread tweet, explain everything. And I'm like, I'm glad you're doing it. I don't know how you have the patience to do it because all I want to do is just go off on them. And it just angers me so much. And there are so many times, specifically, I think when people don't share a lot of the same views as I do and that being like you know gay people deserve to get married like abortion should be a free health care all this other things like that and when I met with people who are so close-minded and don't agree with me on those platforms 
all I want to do is just lash out and, like, go into this long tangent of why, like, this is how it should be, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, it's not my job. You are so focused on your point of view. I'm not going to waste my breath and going into paragraphs explaining how I feel when I know it's not going to change your mind. So, and I'm not saying agree or disagree. I'm saying we disagree. I don't want to talk to you anymore. Mm-hmm. Delete, block, goodbye. Yeah. So that is, that is where that came from. You just need to think sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I just need to think. Um, but it's fine. We're here. We're human. Listen, I, listen, I still got half a year, okay? This is also another lesson for you, number 16. Oh, gosh. Bet on yourself more. Bet on it, bet on it, bet on it. Stop trying to deflect. I'm not going to stop that. Who I am. No, seriously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, had a, I had a whole conversation with my producer about this today. He literally has asked me, I kid you not, probably 10 times, out of the blue text, so when you move into Nashville. <laughs> and I'm just like... I mean, it's what I'm the like, whole population's asking. So <laughs> many people recently have been like, I see you in Nashville. I see you in Nashville. And I'm like, are y'all trying to tell me something? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Betting on yourself because, no, like, literally nobody else is. Like, it's, it's you. And I'm not saying that you have to move to Nashville. I'm saying that I, did, I took a risk and bet on myself to move to L.A., I didn't have a job lined up, and I kept people kept asking me, "Well, what are you gonna do? Well, well what how you what are you gonna do to make money?" And my go-to response is, "I'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. I'll figure it out." I mean, I had a part-time job lined up, but I didn't have like a full-time job that was going to create real income for me to get to where I want to do, do what I want to do. Um, and I would just say, "I'm gonna figure it out because I have no other choice." Mm-hmm. And I believe in myself that I will figure it out, and that mm-hmm. I will get my shit together, and I will do it, and. It is not an easy thing to do, yeah. but I, I luckily had a supportive team around me, but um, no one else is going to bet on you if you're not betting on yourself. No one else is going to take a risk on you if you're not willing to take a risk on yourself um, mm-hmm. because they're like, wow, this girl doesn't even believe in herself. Why should I believe in her? Mm-hmm. So you have to bet on yourself first. Yeah. And I think something else, something else you've always said on the podcast too, Emily, is like living in the like discomfort and being uncomfortable because that's when you're going to really, like, not allow yourself to fail. Was that another lesson of yours? <laughs> lesson number 17. Stop. You're not stuck. You're not stuck. You're just comfortable. Oh, look at me foreshadowing. <laughs> um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I kept thinking I was stuck when I was in North Carolina. It was just because I was comfortable. I was living at home with my parents, and I wasn't challenging myself to um, – take a risk. So I went to grad school and then I went to grad school. I got the motivation to take risks more. And, um, then I had so much debt and I had this degree and I had people who believed in me and liked my ideas and gave me the confidence to think that what I did was special and that what I could do can make a difference and would entertain people and people would care. And I knew that moving to LA would be uncomfortable because I didn't know that many people. I was moving in with somebody I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And, I knew that if I was uncomfortable, then it would only give me room to grow. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. You're not stuck. You're just comfortable. Mm-hmm. And if you I, feel I stuck. Also, I also had this conversation with my producer today <laughs> about being uncomfortable and how that literally forces you not to fail. 
Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. It's also okay to fail. That's not a lesson, but I think it's also okay to fail. I don't think there's enough I real-world opportunities. I know I said this in my actually in my grad school admission. They wanted to know why I wanted to go back to grad school, and I said I don't think the real world sets people up in a way that it's okay to fail, and I think you have to fail in order to grow. And I wanted to go into a place, and I wanted to go into a school system where I knew I had the opportunity that I could fail, yeah. and it was okay, and I would learn. And um, I do think the real world needs more opportunities for that to happen. Yeah, because you fail one time and you're done. Yeah. 18. You always have time to get a drink with a friend. Treasure them while you can. I know it's very easy to seem like you are so busy all the time and like, oh my God, I don't have an hour. I can't do an hour for just a drink or whatever. You have time. And I'd say this because I lost a friend this year and I wish I took more time to get a drink with them. Even if I thought it was just for an hour, I wish I took that time. Yeah. So take the time while you can. That's... Most I'm going to go into that one because I don't want to cry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> um, and another one to do off of that, tell people you love them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may think you tell enough people that. I also say that because I told somebody like within the year that I had feelings for them and that I was in love with them. And did it work out for me in the end? No. I was met, though, when I told them with love and with, um, reciprocity and with uh, happiness and comfort. So it wasn't like a bad thing. It didn't make it feel like this was a scary thing to do ever again if I decided to tell somebody that, which mm-hmm. I know I will be able to tell somebody that again. I know I will find somebody. But um, yeah, I feel like I would have thoroughly regretted it if I never told that person that. Yeah, I think that you should tell people you love them if you love them. Friends, family, love interests, like whatever it may be, I, you should tell them um, because you don't know how much longer you have. And you don't know if you'll get a chance to do it again. Um, 19 or whatever number. Um, do things alone. It's not weird. I started going to movies alone and I went to a concert alone since I moved to LA. And it's not weird. I prefer going to movies alone now, actually. Don't tell my friends that. Um, but <laughs> I, if your friends don't listen. <laughs> I really like going to movies alone. I Look, I got AMC A-list. See three movies a week, ma'am. I need to tell my mom about this because she goes to movies alone a lot. And so she your mom probably was one needs reason. To have, yes, my mom. My mom is, is very good at doing these things. Yes, because especially if she goes a lot, like, she mm-hmm. only has to pay the $24 once. Mm-hmm. This is not an ad, not a sponsorship. Um, she only has to pay that, like, one-time fee. And then but she my sat. mom has been going to movies by herself for so long, and I'm so, always like, I should do that. <laughs> so I remember that you said your mom did that, and I was like, well, if Hannah's mom can do it, then I can do it. And I remember I went and saw the movie Spencer. That yes. was starring Chris, Kristen Stewart. It's the first movie alone. I was like, that wasn't scary at all. No one cares. And in L.A., it's so normal. Oh, I bet. I bet it's so normal. I, I feel like L.A., like big cities, it is so much more Well, it's also a normalized. movie town. It's a but, movie town. But just to do things alone, period. I still haven't gone to dinner alone or gone to a restaurant to eat I know. alone. Neither have I. I just get it to go. I've ate I'm the mall s- food, food court alone. Does yeah. that count? No, yeah. it doesn't count. Not really. I've sat in a Starbucks alone. I need to have a hostess. I give them my name. Party of one. Have a table. Mm-hmm. Have a waiter. Mm-hmm. Like, that is what I need. Or mm-hmm. even 
maybe to the bar first or something but going to a concert alone i thought was gonna be weird um but i was like why no one's gonna go with me to this concert no one knows the artist or no one's available i really love this artist i have is banks i have oh my gosh one of her songs i would have gone with you <laughs> I know you would have. I had friends that would have like, I, they're like, if I was free, even though I don't know her, I would have gone. But um, I was like, I really want to see her. The tickets are so cheap. I'm just going to go. And like, did I see a lot of people alone? No. Did anyone else give a fuck no. that I was alone? You probably could have joined in on a group and just had the time of your freaking life. Exactly. Do you remember when we went to the cab the very first time and that girl was there alone and she like yeah. hung out with us? Yeah. Yeah, she was such a fan of them. Yeah, it was and so I was normal. Like, yes. Yes, and that was a long time ago. That was when we were like in high school. That I popped def- up on my memories. That popped up on my memories today. I was definitely in college. I was Oh, I was 20. in high school. I was in high school. You were tr- you were 19. It wasn't high school? We must have been home for the summer. We were because it was my birthday. All I all I know is it sh- is it popped up. Yes, I still get on Facebook to like try to share my GoFundMe uh, for my <laughs> album for like all of the like elderly people in my life to like donate. <laughs> except for they don't know how to use GoFundMe, so no one has donated. <laughs> it's totally fine. Um, but no, so my like Facebook memories popped up, and the flyer for that cab concert came up. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I remember when Emily got pulled on stage and we got to watch it from backstage. I mean, that was such a fun time. <laughs> Honestly, looking at that and now look at my life now, doesn't it all make sense? It all makes sense. I mean, <laughs> we met them. We got free tickets to their show one time. Like, it, it makes sense. It, I just need them now to come play at K-Rock. And then yes. it'll be a full circle moment. Oh, full circle. I'm flying in for that. I don't care if your <laughs> boss says no. I'm going to be like, listen, I can be a social media oh. manager for the day. <laughs> They will not care. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it all makes sense now, uh, which I think it's funny. Um, but, yeah, do things alone. Like, it's, it's totally fine. And no one gives a fuck. Okay. Don't chase after a boy who wouldn't walk a block for you. Mm-hmm. If you are constantly the one putting in effort, mm-hmm. like, you're walking three steps forward, they're walking maybe one step back they're not don't don't ever chase after somebody that's not also chasing after you mm-hmm. if that makes sense like it should be a mutual like marathon together i don't know how to make a good analogy out of this i was gonna say like you don't have to be at the same excitement levels all of the time but the excitement about each other should be like similar yes we should have yes. similar vibes yeah mm-hmm. i shouldn't be worried about double texting you yeah, because no, also, I don't ever worry send, about that. Send the, <laughs> send the fucking double text. Like, literally, don't ever fucking worry about double text. Just send the fucking double text. No one gives a fuck. To anybody that I text, I am sorry. But I can't get it all out in one thought. It is multiple <laughs> thoughts. My brain is working constantly. You're the reason I don't have my vibrate on my phone anymore. Oh. I, was, I thought you were going to say, you're the reason I'm not afraid to send double texts. No, you're no. the reason that like I had to take the vibrate func- turn the vibrate function off my phone because I would put my phone on silent and then I would be doing something and all I hear is zzz, zzz, zzz. 
I'm like, Hannah. I'm like trying to respond to it's everything. Not, I'm trying to respond to everything. It's it's <laughs> always when I'm focused. So like that's the only issue. Otherwise, no problem. But if I'm trying to focus, I'm like, I'm literally trying. I'm using every molecule of my brain right now to do this one simple task. And you are deterring me from it right now. I so always just silence. Put, I always put my phone on like that. Do not disturb during the day. And I just pick it up when I have time and pick it up and I respond. And then I go on about my day. Yeah. <laughs> 22, people will take advantage of your kindness. It's up to you to know when they don't get that privilege anymore. I learned that lesson today. (laughs) It makes me think about, like, Kelsey Ballerini's, like, roll up the welcome mat. Mm. Like, we're done. We're done letting people walk on us. We're done welcoming people in that shouldn't be there. Mm -hmm. But when I say that, I'm, I'm thinking of situations like giving more people opportunities that they don't deserve, whether that's, like, an ex or, like, (laughs) um, like, a toxic job or anything like that. Like, if you are going to continue to be kind to them, they're going to take advantage of that, especially if you're a giver, and I feel like I am, and you have to know when people are only takers and they're never going to give back. And on that note, I will also say, too, I, there are some people that I overly want to give to. This was something that I realized moving to Los Angeles because the homeless epidemic is very large here. I have such a big place in my heart for the unhoused people. And I constantly always want to give back any way that I can. And whether it's monetary value, food, whatever I can. And it breaks my heart every time when they ask, if someone asks for money and I say I don't have cash and I have nothing to give them. Someone reminded me the other day that um, you can't help the less fortunate when you are part of the less fortunate. Like, I have $30 in my checking account. What Mm -hmm. am I going to give somebody? I got to give to myself first. And it's pouring from that empty cup. Like, you cannot give Mm -hmm. more when you have nothing in your cup to give. Yeah. And, like, I know it sucks, and I know it feels bad, and you want to help out, and you want to do what you can, but you have to look after yourself first. got to fill your glass first before you can fill anybody else's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's very, very, very true. Um, 23. Vulnerability is a strength. That was a lesson that took me a long time to learn, um, and then I learned, and then I had to relearn um, because... There was a boy, the doctor, who made me um, not think that that was okay. Um, and, like, it's okay to cry. It's okay to be vulnerable. Vulnerability is a strength. And I think this podcast has also helped with that. I think just being more open with people and sharing parts of my life with friends that I probably wouldn't normally do because I used to compartmentalize my friends and I wouldn't, you know go into depths like you were like the only person like I really told everything to I wouldn't Mm -hmm. go to anybody else if I ever had issues with anything and just learning to be more open and candor with my friends and being vulnerable and holding space for them and them holding space for me and that reciprocity it's really it's how you grow connections yeah that's that's how you grow friendships and how you grow true relationships with people and learning that that is okay and you will survive and it's not the end of the world just because you were vulnerable with one person and they hurt you. And then you doesn't mean you have to, you can't be vulnerable with anybody ever again. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And I think vulnerability is really hard. Um, but like surrounding yourself with people that make it feel less difficult is really, really important too. Yeah. Yeah. This is another one that you'll enjoy. Uh, done is better than perfect. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's a lesson I'm still fucking learning because God, does it really hurt for me to try to jump into writing and I want to have it all perfectly laid out in my head before I jump into it. And that's not doing anybody any good. Having it sit up there in my head and not on that page. A finished script is better than nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very true. Because you can always edit. You can always yes. go back and fix things. But I have the mindset of my first draft is my only draft. That's and that's not You and writing. I are the same. You and I are the same. It's literally not writing. Half it's of not. writing is rewriting. Mm-hmm. That's literally and where the nature of writing is coming from. It's the editing. With, yeah, with these songs that I'm going to record, I did that. I wrote whatever came to mind. I got something together, and I went back, and I made it work. And I'm like, you know what? I can do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can edit and a then, song, and it be better than it was when I first thought about it. And then you're able to visually see your growth, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 25. You can't change him. Please stop trying. <laughs> I feel like Thank that. Thank you. I'm so tired of seeing the, like, if he wanted to, he would. Like, no. Is that the same thing? No. I'm saying in, like, the Bob the Builder aspect oh, like, that I fix. always used to have. We can't fix. Yes. No fixers. Okay. Yeah. I used to try and fix guys. I mean, I literally had the doctor iconic moment of my life of him telling me that he never experienced love before and I then thought it was my duty to love him and by me loving him would show him love and then he would love me back I can't fix that that's therapy I don't I'm not a therapist um Mm -hmm. I'm just a podcaster I cannot clinically diagnose this man and fix him he needs to go pay somebody Mm -hmm. um to do it and yeah you can't change him please stop trying uh 26 the only person you have to impress is your eight-year-old self. Oh, that's so that true. Is the only person I care about showing up for every single day mm-hmm. because she would not even believe that I made it to age thirty. She would not even believe. My eight-year-old self would be like, "You're recording an album in Nashville? What? We were just singing in her bedroom." My eight-year-old self was in her first play, and she's like, you made a whole film, and you live in Hollywood? I know. know. She would be fucking floored. I know. She would be floored. I know. So, yeah, that is the only person that I ever am trying to impress and make proud. Um, Along, I mean, along my parents, but, uh, yeah, she's the only person I care about. Um, Because I know she dreamed big. She had mm-hmm. very large dreams. She wanted to be Miley Cyrus. She wanted to have her own Disney Channel show. Oh, my um, eight-year-old self was like, we will be Taylor Swift. Yeah. <laughs> That's a big one <laughs> to <laughs> follow in the footsteps <laughs> with the, all of the things. Um, but, you know, it's fine. We could be a small version of Taylor Swift. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, that is – she it was, had so many dreams and was so happy and was so creative and didn't let anybody tell her who she was. And she always believed she would persevere. 
Mm-hmm. Apparently, that was a word I told my mom one day when I was eight years old. It apparently was the word of the week in school or something. And my mom was like, what the hell? Like, what? <laughs> a genius kid. <laughs> so, I, I remember, my mom said I was t- trying to learn how to tie my shoes. And my mom was like, it's okay. Like, you don't have to get it today. And I was like, no, mom. I have to persevere. She's like, who fuck? is this child? <laughs> And that was the day we knew she would be a writer. <laughs> and that was the day she knew she was stubborn as fuck. <laughs> um, 27. Be comfortable with rejection. I am very comfortable with it. And my like film and acting aspect, you have to be. I mean, you will not get anywhere within the entertainment industry if you do not become comfortable with the word no. I can I was comfortable for a while hearing it and then saying it's a whole other story. Uh, back to lesson number like three. And mm-hmm. but um, <laughs> I am not comfortable with it when it comes to love and dating. And I am now learning to be comfortable with it because it is just a redirection. Mm. That's a good way to look at it. It is not the path I'm not to be on. Mm -hmm. It is the universe trying to tell me. Yep. Yeah. That's not your person. 28. Don't wait for the right time to leave the wrong relationship. (laughs) (laughs) You bitch, you left relationships. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I'm the one that hung around waiting for the fucking perfect time. Like, oh, I'll just wait till after Christmas. Oh, I'll just wait till after the play's over. When I fucking, like, didn't like them for a whole ass month. And, like, that's just a disservice to this other person. Like, just fucking leave. It's never going to be a good time. Just end the relationship, damn it. Um, that's why I yeah. snickered. Because I'm like, he, I actually know that lesson. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> it if was you just need me to delaying know, it. Because... You need to know how to leave someone. <laughs> I am your person. <laughs> Come chat, come chat, come chat my DMs. I will help you. It's fine. If you're debating whether or not you're attracted to this person physically. Goodbye. Leave. Goodbye. (laughs) If they make you cringe, leave. If they make you cry more than smile, leave. (laughs) It's never going to be the right time. It's never going to be the right time because that's not the right person. Mm -hmm. So just get out of it. Save your sanity and also give some respect to the other person. Yeah, because they don't deserve to be with, like, they don't deserve to be in a a relationship where you're already thinking about how do I get out, so. Yeah, Uh, most of the time I would just, I I would be waiting to find the right time, and in that time I would be removing myself from the relationship mentally and by doing that they would just then break up with me and I'm like oh yes I don't have to do it mm-hmm. um and so then I would be the quote-unquote like winner of the relationship because I'm um, well you walked away I'm the catch here <laughs> and then um I mean then they come back and I'm just like mm, well you're lost you said bye um and I really just was pissed that they beat me to the punch sometimes Mm-hmm. And there was that pride involved. That's what it came down to was pride. Oh, 1,000%. That's why I left every relationship. Because I well, told myself I would never, ever be broken up with ever again. And I wasn't. Well, and then I was also <laughs> afraid that I would, you know, when you, someone at 16 tells you that you're, no one's ever going to want to date you if you leave me. Um, it kind of sticks with you. And learning that at 16 was not easy to unlearn. And now at 30, I'm finally, uh, like... 15 years later or so, I'm finally, like, learning that, and um, it is okay. You will find love. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. 29. And this is 
my high school yearbook quote my senior year. So, like, it still reigns true to me. I'd rather regret something I did than something I didn't do and be stuck wondering what if. Mm-hmm. I live by that quote uh, because the wondering what if is haunting and I don't want to ever have to face that. So I just usually do things and then I learn my lesson usually. Um, and I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. But at least I did it. And now I don't have to wonder, well, what happened if I mm-hmm. hadn't had done that? Yeah. And then lesson 30. The big three O. I am still growing. I am still learning. And that is okay. I know you say no more school days, but every day is a school day. <laughs> Bitch, I'm never fucking graduating. Like, the <laughs> day I graduate is the day I fucking die, I, was I guess. I say, the graduation of life is death, and I'm not here for that yet. So we're going to keep learning. <laughs> I'm still learning, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm not graduated yet, but mm-hmm. I hope that these 30 lessons, something in there for you sparked something. And there's no survival tip because this whole episode was a survival tip. Um, I really, truly never, if you asked teenage, teenage me, like if she would have made it to 30, I, I'm still shocked to this day that that is a real thing. Because one, I just don't feel 30. I don't think I'm 30. I don't look 30. But then also, um, I just didn't have that much outlook on my life at some point. Where I was, <laughs> just to get dark there for a second. But um, yeah, here we are. I think your 20s are all about learning. 30s are about putting it into action. So mm-hmm. I hope that, I, that these lessons that I have learned can help educate you in some way possible. And so that does it for today's episode of The Gals Guide. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Gals Guide Pod. Also like us on Facebook at The Gals Guide and become a Gal Scout in our Facebook community. You can also hit us up on our website, thegalsguidepod.com, and our personal social media, which we will have linked in our show notes. Also, if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review. And then if you're listening to us on Spotify, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. So thanks for listening, gals, and we hope you come back for our next journey.